Hello and welcome to From Misfit to Mystic. Get ready for my unfiltered, off-the-cuff, raw and real radio show that puts evolutionary leaders from all over the world into the spotlight. Leaders who have taken themselves from feeling unseen, unworthy and out of place to becoming unapologetic for who they were born to be. I'm your host, Lisa Don Lajoie, and we will be digging into the victorious impact that these powerful change makers give to the world with their purpose, how they monetize their magnificence daily, and how they confidently stepped into co-creating the life of their dreams. Now let's dig into today's episode. Go! Welcome everybody to From Misfit to Mystic. And I'm super excited to have one of my favorite people in the world on my show today. Let me tell you a little bit about my guest, Melanie Richards. She is the founder and director of Happy Tree Yoga in Montreal since 2007. Melanie leads Hatha Yin and Gentle Yoga teacher trainings, and she is absolutely amazing, if I don't say so myself. She's a passionate speaker, writer, and workshop leader, TEDx Montreal Women, RVH Foundation, MUHC Conferences, Cirque du Soleil, wow, Wonder Lust, just the word lust is interesting, in Mont Tremblant, Exco Yoga Blog on topics of yoga, mindfulness, and health. She is, was recognized and the, as an outstanding citizen by CTV, that's a Montreal uh, TV network, on the power of, no, Citizens by CTV, The Power of One for her work in the community with cancer patients and underprivileged youth and is the winner of a Quebec Notable Award for Social Entrepreneurship. Welcome to the show, gorgeous. Oh, I'm thank so you. excited to have you here. Oh, thanks for making me sound so good. <laughs> yeah, well, you are quite an amazing and established human being and someone I love deeply, very, very much. And I'm oh, super happy. That means the world to me. Yeah, I'm very happy to have you with us today. And I can't wait to talk about uh, your life experience how you went from misfit to mystic, which is so such a fun topic. It kind of matches when we were in Morocco at our first retreat, and you guys nicknamed me the inappropriate luminary. Wasn't that Oh, fun? we did. Right? Oh, yes. <laughs> Lisa is so powerful. She is such a badass and will cut right through to exactly what you need to know, what you need to hear to improve your life, and yet she's a total freaking goofball. <laughs> Like she will have you on the floor laughing. So like you'll be scared of her and laughing at her at the same time. <laughs> A lot of humor can make some pretty deep transformations, right? As we know. Yeah. yeah lightening up, it really makes a difference to how we live our life and our purpose. So Definitely. I'm super excited to talk to you about your journey and to dig into some questions about, you know, how you became the person you are today and where it all began, in particular to the yoga that you are now quite masterful at and how that came about. Like, what happened, Mel? Like, how did you end up in this place? <laughs> well, basically, um, I had no idea that yoga was going to be in my life. I had an aunt when I was young, who was a yoga teacher. So I had some idea of it, but I didn't 
take my first yoga class really till after university. So I did a whole degree in television production. And then after being behind the camera, I really decided I wanted to give myself a shot as an actress because I'd always loved acting. Right. Um, and so this is leading back to your question of how mm -hmm. did I get into yoga? Because I got an agent who reluctantly took me in because um, I wasn't part of the acting union, which makes it harder to send me out for auditions. And the other thing was that I didn't have what he called the anorexic look. I had an athletic build and I was still very, you know, average weight, very healthy, but he was like, you know, I'm going to send you out for the best friend role. You won't get leading lady roles because you don't have the look that we see in all the magazines. Wow. And so when I was reading those same magazines like Cosmo and, you know, all the fashion magazines, I, I would, it was like eye candy. I would devour them. I love those magazines. Um, but what it told me was that my body type wasn't desirable. And a lot of the women in those magazines were starting to do yoga. This was back in like 2002. And so I was hearing about Madonna and Gwyneth Paltrow and some of the stars right. with very desirable body um, types that were doing yoga. And so I started yoga because I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to lean out my muscle mass. I'm really not embarrassed to say it because, hey, that's where I started out, right? Like yes, that's of course. what got me in the door. Mm. So I started hot yoga because I, I thought, okay, well, with the extra sweating, I'll be able to lose water weight. I was really just obsessed with losing weight um, through yoga and, and getting leaner muscle mass. Um, but then something happened along the way. It was, it became less important to me what my agent thought. I started to care less about the approval of the casting mm -hmm. director. And Yo what yoga gave me was this internal compass of well-being, of self-worth and confidence that I had never experienced before. I it was it. so new to me that it blew my mind and it blew my mind like the freaking Big Bang. And that's why my whole universe changed after that. I love because it. I went from external val validation 100%. Like I had to look a certain way to fit in, especially in the industry I'd chosen to be in acting. Um, I had, you know, I thought if I went out with good, good enough looking guy, even if he was an asshole, um, you know, if I <laughs> appeared a certain way yeah. uh, to society, then, then I would be validated. And so here I was like, you know, bombing auditions because I had like se severe anxiety and body image issues. Um, so not getting called out to that many auditions, uh, working in a bar full of coked out people, like, even though I love them, <laughs> don't wow. get me wrong, but it, you know, I was not making, I was really living paycheck to paycheck, very, um, hurting financially. And yet I had never felt more confident in my life. It was such a weird paradox. So I want to just do a pause there for a minute, because I think this is what my entire show, the reason I was motivated to even do something like this, the title of it, you know, because for me, going from misfit to mystic is really about the misfit part is really about like, I didn't know where I belonged. I didn't fit in, you know, social, our social world is kind of coming down on me or our parents or our families or just we don't believe in ourselves, whatever it is, making us feel out of place, out of place inside of who we are. And becoming a mystic is really about transcending into something. In this case, in this show, it's really about transcending into your purpose and the power of who you are and monetizing that in your life. 
and living at this level of mastery because you really know who you are deeply and you also know the deeper core of your callings and how you've transcended that experience. So I find this amazing. If we frame back to what you were talking about and just saying like, I totally didn't fit in. I was told I wouldn't fit in, you know, and that pushed me to, to chase something different to help myself through that journey. And then all of a sudden what was helping me, the yoga turned into some type of mastery for you, some kind of deeper acceptance of who you are. A, a calling rose from somebody telling you that you would never fit in and you yeah. saying, well, I don't know if I'm going to buy into that. And I'm not sure that I'm going to believe in that. I'm, I'm questioning you, right? Mm. Into this other place, which has is now become, you know, how you monetize your purpose and your life, right? Through the yeah, yoga. Totally. Mm -hmm. And and I did buy into it at first. That's why the transition was so huge because I, I really did think that there was something nice. wrong with me because yes. of the body I was born in, or maybe I wasn't trying hard enough to have the body that I should have because, you know, mm -hmm. even though I was already going to the gym and counting carbs and all these things, um, which I think a lot of women, unfortunately, feel they need to do. And so it was a, a kind of a progressive thing that through the yoga from going from, okay, I need to change my body to fit your ideals because mm -hmm. I don't fit in to, uh, well, fuck you. Actually, I'm super great the way I am. And I quit. Like that's right. kind of how it went. You know, it wasn't like an, uh, a vindictive, you know, I, I made it sound like it was, uh, an angry, I quit, but it really wasn't. It was just a, a natural shedding like a falling away is, yes that's what's so interesting because yeah. that's what transcendence is it's realizing that what somebody is telling you is not your truth and yeah. if we pause there and I say okay Mel what would you tell my audience that really helped you kind of delete or disagree with what you were being told what happened inside well how could you describe what happened inside that made you say that is not my truth Oh, such a good question. Mm -hmm. Wow. I think it just, it was just a shift of perspective. Right. From, from mm -hmm. I'm broken, I'm wrong to the feeling that yoga gave me was a feeling of internal confidence and an internal compass oh. of my self-worth um, that was independent from my external circumstances. Right. And from what people thought of me. Okay. And when you got into yoga, the motivation was? So at first, the motivation was to lose weight and to change right. my body. Mm. And then the continuation was, wow, what is the self-love that I'm feeling that I've never felt before? Incredible. And I want to share that with others. Right. So you bumped into your calling from you trying to fit into that other world and recognize yeah. that I, you should not try to be somebody that you're not, you know, that it's totally. not what people, what they're saying is not your truth. They're telling you that you, something's wrong with your body, that you won't fit in, that you can't be a leading role that, you know, and this is, these are all false puts, right. That you said no to, this is not who I am. And I just, that is not correct. And look, I'm doing this work. I'm in yoga and I'm feeling like this is what I'm supposed to feel 
in my life. Like I'm supposed to feel this kind of purpose, this kind of power in who I am, this kind of confidence that's naturally coming because you're congruent with what you're doing. Right. That's kind of how it flowed through. Yeah. Which is absolutely incredible. So I love that. This is like very powerful, you know? So if we frame it and say, what, what is this? It's like you found power through, you know, trying to find a solution to a purpose that really wasn't your purpose. And you bumped into your purpose because for me, the universe is always working, even with our misgivings to help us find the way and to the solutions of who we truly are. Right. And to the purpose that we're really meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, It couldn't have happened any other way. It couldn't have happened any other way. And and, and it's, you know, and I think that we have to remember that our life, if you look back in the bigger context of things, those struggles Mm. really are there for a reason because there's a lesson that needed to be understood in that time to bring you into the next level of awakening. And, you know, I work with you and you're a freaking spiritual medium. And I, I was not spiritual you know, my dad was atheist, is atheist, dust to dust. Mm-hmm. So it was a very new thing for me because all through, also through the yoga, it started out as a purely physical exercise and from it awakened my spirituality. Incredible. It was, uh, you know, something that I, I couldn't deny. It was amazing. And this goes back to something super interesting that I, I love talking about because, you know, through that pain, you, there's a couple of hashtags you're open-minded, right? (laughs) Open-minded. You know, you went from, I'm going to be open-minded to find a solution to this problem into bumping into my purpose. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But because you were open-minded, you were able to lean into another direction and you were still open-minded again with the feelings that you were experiencing in yoga. And that brought you to another level of awareness of who you want to be and how you want to feel doing what you're doing. So the yoga calling could present itself to you because you weren't fixated on what you were trying to accomplish in the acting. You became Mm -hmm. very flexible and open, which are true spiritual practices and to be, to be led into something else. So I, first of all, want to, you know, I admire that deeply because I think it's very important. We get too fixated on what we think we have to do. We don't realize we're being guided to what we're meant to do. And this yeah. is a thing that happened for you, which we can showcase, which is absolutely amazing. And I know you have like, you know, so much has happened after that point, that point of you opening up and letting yourself really, you know, chew on this feeling you had of confidence that yoga was bringing you. And how did this lead you to happy tree yoga? Oh, good question. Well, you know, I I was continuing on with my life, bartending at night, um, trying to go to some auditions, uh, working on my own acting projects. But the Mm. highlight of every day was going to my lunch yoga class. And slowly my my attention or my days started to shift where even if I was working in a bar, I would get home at a reasonable enough time that I could get up and journal. So I would do stream of consciousness. I think at that point I'd picked up the book, The Artist's Way, which was like the first spiritual book that I ever came across. Great book. And I would, yeah. So I would do my journey, my morning pages and then um, go for a walk in the mountain. And I didn't realize I was doing it at the time, but I was going for meditation walks, like where I would just be totally present to every sense. Um, again, didn't have a name for it. I would just go do it and then come back down the hill into my yoga class and then usually work on a little bit of stuff in the afternoon before needing to go to work. So, um, it became the central part of my day and the thing that I look forward to the most and 
it sort of informed everything else, if that makes sense. It does, um, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And how did that pull you towards, like, what happened? What one did the spark of light shine and you realized, I want to open a yoga studio? Yeah. And so, I'm doing so it. All this is, that's right. So that was all sort of the, the preamble, the precursor to yes. one day then. Um, being in class, being in Shavasana, which is the final relaxation. And I just feel tears coming out of oh. my eyes. And they're like the tear, the good tears, you know, the tears of relief. Oh. And I roll over to the side and get up. And honestly, it felt like a hundred pounds had been lifted from my shoulders. I felt so light. And I just walked right up to my teacher with this huge grin on my face and went, I quit. And <laughs> was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I quit acting. And I, and I came to all those realizations that we talked about earlier in the interview and I was about to go on a short trip. So I went and did yoga every day on this short um, vacation that I went on, got back. It was the middle of February. I was sitting at the Starbucks and looking out and not a very nice scene. I think it was like the octopusy or something like some sex club, <laughs> not the most inspiring, but in that moment, I remember I just said, I'm going to open a yoga studio. And it's, and then right away it was just, okay, what is in my power? What can I do? What can I control? And I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to open a studio, I should probably become a yoga teacher. Mm. So then I started looking for yoga teacher trainings and that was really the catalyst. The first part found a teacher training in Ottawa, thought that would be a great opportunity to kind of start fresh. I'm from Ottawa and I wanted to reconnect with some of my old friends and I, I wanted to sort of do some healing around my relationship with my mother. So it seemed like a, a perfect opportunity. I started working at a nine to five sales job during the week and then doing my teacher training on the weekends. And in that sales job, I had to cold call people who were entrepreneurs or who own companies or high level executives in the government. So I thought, well, who do I know who owns businesses? And I kept a shoebox of the interesting people that I'd met in my time bartending. Granted, it was a very high end bar, um, a hotel bar. Uh, and the restaurant had one best new restaurant in Canada. I mean, it was very high class. So it attracted very high class people. And one of them was my business partner, Nicholas Hoare, H-O-A-R-E. <laughs> and I had kept this part. Yeah, I know. Right. I joke about that. Yeah. Mr. Um, and, uh, and so I kept his card and I called him up and he remembered exactly who I was. And, and he said, well, I have a store in Ottawa, so I'll come, I'll come see you. I'll hear your spiel. Do you want to have lunch after? So I said, yes. I, I was all in my power suit in the boardroom, you know, trying to sell him on, on the product that I was selling. And then when we went for lunch, he said, okay, is this what you're going to do now? Are you going to be in sales? And I said, no way. I'm opening a yoga studio. I love it. And he was like, uh, excuse me, what? And I was like, yep, yeah, yeah, I'm really into yoga and I want to open a studio. And he's like, well, how do you plan to do that? And I'd, I'd done a lot of visioning. I had journals full of all my ideas. So I was able to paint him a pretty good picture of what I wanted to so create. Let, let's stop for a minute. So you yeah. became open. You became willing. You became vulnerable. You allowed yourself to tell people what you were looking to do. You yeah. became unapologetic for the experience of, I know this is what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm doing it. You took yeah. risks. You know, you called him. You said, hey, you, you, took, you took an adventure. You went. You put yourself into that position of just saying, this is what I'm doing, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know 
you know, what's going to happen, which is pretty vulnerable experience when you've been there, the, us entrepreneurs who know what that's like to be like, I'm doing this now. And then you go, I have no idea how I'm going to do it, but I'm doing it. Yeah. It feels so true and real that it's undeniable inside. Right. So you, you, you do all these things. And the reason I, I want to stop and talk about it, because it's very important for people to understand the vulnerability, courage, concoction that's happening inside you in this moment, which <laughs> happens to all entrepreneurs where they say yes to what they want, you know, yeah. and you know, that's, that's incredible. So, well, I have to tell you, cause it was super funny, right? We're there and he's listening to me, just his eyes like saucers. Right. And then he, and then, and then he's like, and, and how do you plan to finance? <laughs> <laughs> of course. He asked and, and literally, yeah. <laughs> and, and I didn't know, by the way, Lisa, I didn't know that he was an investor. I only knew that he owned a, a restaurant and some bookstores. I didn't know that he invested in, in other people. You just so, throw yourself out there. So, uh -huh. yeah. So he's like, how are you going to finance it? I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to save my money and I'm going to get some government grants. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that's no way to start a business. So that's really where the conversation started of him becoming my business partner. Amazing. That's incredible. So you opened Happy Tree Yoga you, the miraculous miracle happens at business partners there. Wow. You put yourself out there. You're totally vulnerable. You're sure you have to do this. You're, you're not sure of the details. You just know it is right because of how you feel inside. You know, you open the studio. Talk to me about that experience and the lessons you've learned. You learn from opening a studio, first of all, and also about yourself as a person in oh the putting yourself out there try to let's try to pull some the real lessons of it because this is a thing let me let me tell the audience so that was 10 years ago right that you yeah, opened 11. 11 years ago so yeah. and so we we're really celebrating you know in montreal and and those of you in the yoga field you understand like a lot of there's a lot of challenges and there's been a ton of changes in the yoga community over the last 10 years and here you are you're still there you're still present happy tree yoga is standing and you know uh thriving still and you're moving and you do a ton of things we do retreats together now you do a lot of training in the different varieties you've been acknowledged as one of the great teachers in montreal but we know together because we've, we've known each other and worked together <laughs> for a long time there's been a lot of ups and downs and turns and you know decisions and vulnerabilities in opening a business and owning one and you know unraveling the experience so i want people to understand it's not that easy you know we don't blink our eyes oh God, no. yeah we want to i want to help the audience know like you can through mindset through vulnerability through choosing to do it no matter what land into your purpose and find the power in yourself to live it which is you know very important for this conversation in particular. I mean, you're a pretty young woman still, and here you are, and here we are, right? And yeah. to me, it's absolutely amazing that you're still here and you're still doing it, and you continue to rise and want to help people evolve into all that they are from this yoga perspective. I call you, a, you think you're a yogapreneur. You know, you're one of these people that is really, to me, exceptional in what you're doing. Um, I know firsthand because, you know, we do retreats together and you basically create an absolutely unbelievable accent to the work that we try to accomplish with people and, and, and help them to rise through the practice, through the different modalities. So you're super creative. You're not just a regular yoga teacher. You're able to help others rise in a very unique way, you know. 
And I know you've had lots of lessons and learning curves. And I, I just want us to pull the ones that you know will really help people understand walking through the vulnerability and becoming victorious, what that means. And, you know, highlight it in some way so that people walk away going, wow, Mel did that. You know, she did that. And so can I. So can I. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first thing that comes to mind for me is that where I was in all of my conviction when I opened the studio, I thought that that's all that I needed. Yes. I really was like, you know, the universe thinks I'm awesome now and the uh, universe is helping me open a yoga studio and this is meant to me which means that it will be good. like I really thought it would be easy I'd be I was like yeah people are just gonna start coming and um they're gonna see how wonderful my vision is <laughs> yeah it's just like honestly thank god I was as naive and somewhat arrogant as I was right because I you know it was just it was crazy what I was trying to do with no business experience or very little mm -hmm. and no yoga experience really. I mean, I was fresh out of teacher training and wanted to open a studio in a different city than where I had done my training. So I'm like, hi, arrived fresh into Montreal. Okay, here's my yoga studio. How are people supposed to know about me? You know? Yeah. Um, so my, uh, my business partner, Nicholas was wonderful with that because he always really pushed me to do a lot of outreach. And so, I was like, okay, hit the ground running, let people know I'm there. Do, I did tons of outreach of, you know, outdoor yoga classes and yoga in malls and yoga all over the place to try and get myself seen. Amazing. Um, and, and it was, it, it, it was building for a while. I had, I did have some luck. I had some luck in terms of a few studios closed right before I opened and, and they gave me their client list. Um, Lululemon had just opened and they were a big thing. Uh, yes they still are, but like the, it was new when Lululemon was new and they took a big interest in my studio. And so they were sending us lots of people. Amazing. Um, but I, I think I was still a bit too superstitious. I wasn't grounded enough in the numbers and in the business aspect. I really still had this kind of like yogi, um, the universe will take care of me kind of approach. Yeah. And so then I got, you know, when I got deep into it, like five years in, that's where you come in, Lisa, because mm. I was in breakdown mode. I couldn't keep up with the way that I was running my business. I wasn't delegating. Um, I was trying to do everything myself and um, just like burning out in the process. Yeah. And, and, and I'd also hit the limit of what I could do on my own. Yes. I needed help. Yeah. And I, I remember telling my business partner like I need help and and I reached out to my friend Sonia because I knew she was working with you and she always spoke so highly of you and and she and I said yeah and she said well maybe you should work with Lisa and I was like yeah I think I need to but I'm so scared, <laughs> I'm so scared to, like, to admit, like to talk to you because I knew you were badass but it was the best decision I ever made in my life Right. But this is the thing. So let's talk about that. Let's pull back. So people really understand what happened. So you, the, one of the key things that makes you exceptional is that you're always open to see the truth at one point in, or the other. You took your pain. Sometimes it takes me a while. It doesn't matter. You yeah. took your pain and turned yeah. it into purpose. You got deliberate about your experience and you said, you know what? I'm really, I can't, I'm kind of like doing everything on your own. I think you might've got caught. We can say in that that the com the complex of sharing vulnerability about not being perfect, you know what I mean? Because that happens when you run a business. People, you know, yeah. 
it's hard. You, you're trying to show your best self and yet you know you're it's struggling. Exhausting. Right. And yet it's the exhausting worst thing to put something out yes. there and say, yeah, everything's fine when inside. When it's I'm not. Like, when it's not. Yeah. And we really need, we need support and we need help and we need our courage to, to be held and contained and delivered sometimes with another viewpoint or somebody, a coach to help us. I do that too. I've had business coaches and spiritual coaches. Like I've had, I've worked with lots of people too. It's very important um, to reach for somebody who knows how to help us, you know, understand what's going wrong on the inside, even in our business so that we can turn things around and really get the support we need. So that's a very yeah. important highlight. Like you can get what you need if you're willing to be vulnerable enough with yourself to just say, I can't do it alone. I'm really in this pain. This is real. I'm anxious. I'm scared and I'm here, but I'm not giving up. Because the key yeah. is you said, I'm not giving up. I'm going to no do way. this yeah. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find what it takes to, to rise into something. I don't know what yet. I don't know how, because I don't have the solution. If you had it, you would have done it yourself. You know, I'm just going to put myself out there and allow myself to take a risk, which is a huge, important value for entrepreneurs and people who are trying to transform their, their lives to be willing to say it like it really is. And while it's happening, isn't that so yeah. difficult, right? So it's really I, hard. Yes, it is, but you did it. And here we are. And I know we did a ton of work, which I could talk about a little bit in, in, you know, just praising you for the courage to just be open, willing and ready to receive difficult learning and, and rise above it and take suggestions and implement the suggestions to help yourself and hear what you really need. And interestingly enough, hear what you're business needs. I'm a firm believer yeah. that business has its own energy, its own vibration and its own soul. Yeah. And we talked about that a lot. Like how are you nourishing the, that, that beautiful soul that lives in your business and how are, how can we help it thrive and how can you be in that right partnership from inside yourself to your business as well? And I know that you've done that work amazingly because here we are five years later and we're still here and you're still standing and you're still doing amazing and you're very flexible in, in figuring out what's next for you and open to, to what's next for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tell me about, I, I want to know a little bit about the teaching that you do. I want to highlight that because I think it's really important, you know, why you started to become a teacher and what was the meaning of that? Because I think this is part of the transcendence, you know, is to say like, I, I learned so much from what I've been given as a, as a yoga teacher and owner of a studio. And you had a motivation to want to teach these different, different modalities to people. What mm -hmm. is that motivation? Are you talking more specifically about yoga teacher trainings or yeah. just yeah, the, tra the teacher trainings and the yoga too, either one or both is yeah. great. Yeah. Um, what motivated me to do it in the first place? Well, partly it was a business decision. Um, and it was my teacher, Nishala Devi, actually, that gave me more of the confidence. She said, you know, you're, you're ready. You can lead a teacher training. Just bring in a, guests to cover the portions that you're not as much of an expert in. So, for example, Amazing. I brought you into my training Incredible. to talk about intention setting and overcoming fear. And my, my motivation really was that at that time, I was auditioning a lot of teachers for Happy Tree because um, I wasn't producing teachers from within the studio. And what I found is that the teachers that were coming fresh out of training that I was auditioning, they were really good. They were really technically sound 
found they gave good instructions, but I didn't feel their soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wasn't, I didn't feel them coming through in their teachings. And I thought, okay, with the Yoga Alliance, there's X number out of 200 hours that are allotted to anatomy, philosophy, practice, etc. And then there's about 50 hours in there that you get to a lot to what you want to sort of have your, how you want your teacher training to stand out or focus on. And I thought, what could be more important than personal transformation and um, like a spiritual growth through a yoga teacher training? Because Um, ultimately that's what we're sharing. The postures and everything are just the tools um, that help bring the message across. And I think that, you know, when we've been through crap and come through the other side resilient, when we've been humbled, when we've um, gone through pain and risen above and all that as uh, students of yoga, then then we have uh, something richer to share with our students and we can be more empathetic, more compassionate to our students and give from a, a deeper place. This is crazy. So here's what I just understood about you. You started out, I wanted to become a teacher because it made me feel so good. I opened it. I opened a yoga studio because I knew it was my calling and I, I it just felt it from the core of who I am. Then I recognized that yoga be, is a transformational and transcendent, it's a transcendent experience. And yeah. I wanted through training and teaching people for them to have this really spiritually deep and profound experience and transformation through the learning, through the training and through the practice. And isn't that what yoga really is, right? Yeah. And yes. doesn't that, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. Um, mm. Yoga is the union of the body, mind, and spirit. Mm. And it's where, I think when you are in that alignment is where you're ultimately in your power. Incredible. Uh, I, I, you know, honestly, I mean, I know because we do, we do a lot together, right? So in the retreats, I just, I'm always exhilarated because <laughs> you just bring it to another level altogether. And you really understand, like when we talk about what do we really want to give the people that are coming and how can we help them rise? You know, you take the time and effort to really think about it. And the thing that I love about you personally is your heart is always in it to win it. Always, always, always. When you understand something from your heart, you absolutely want to share it. And that says everything to me that you're living that purpose. You're in the right place. It showcases your authenticity and your vulnerability to be able to put yourself out there. I know that you put yourself out there, you know, in a very honest and unique way. And I'm sure that wasn't easy to be vulnerable. Um, so I want, I want to ask you this question to help the audience. What helps you be vulnerable and really able to rise above these moments or just share honestly where you are with others? And even in your classes, like how do you help people know it's okay to feel and experience the, the fear and the, the process and the stress and the vulnerability of change, of transformation, of pain, of healing. What do you do? Hmm. Well, I think it's important to talk about it with people that you know you trust and will uplift you. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the best example is you, Lisa. Um, it took me, I think, a little while to really trust because, I mean, hello, you're clairvoyant. And I had never experienced that before. So you had to be accurate and right quite a few times before I was like, holy shit, this woman is a bomb. <laughs> you know, but, um, uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, don't just talk to 
anybody and everybody about your, mm. cause, cause that's just like, that's not vulnerable. That's just, I don't know what that is, but mm-hmm. you, you want to be vulnerable with the right people. Yeah. I think, first of all, Very and important. people that you trust and people that you respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to just know that it's part of the process, like something that's been so great about you as a, a mentor and coach, as well as my business partner, Nicholas, mm-hmm. is that both of you were able to say, yeah, Mel, you fucked up, but you know what? It's a rite of passage, water under the bridge, move on. Now this is where you can go. It's not too late. You can still, you know, do great things. Uh, Amazing. To, you know, look at this truth that you were afraid to look at and, and then, transcend it do something about it right and maybe there's a miracle in it yep right which is so important like people don't realize during our worst moments the light is shining the brightest you know i always say that mm-hmm. when at 12 o'clock when the shadows are the darkest from the sun to the trees the light is shining the brightest and it's so That's important right. for us to know that and sometimes we don't know it if we don't talk about it if we don't share with people we trust who believe in us and would tell us the truth either way you know yeah. what i mean i think that's really really important right Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So tell yeah. me about why you think people need to do yoga. I want you to tell the audience because I think it's important for people to understand the true and deep benefit of yoga and its practice. Well, one thing that I like about yoga is that it is non-secular, so it's really open to every individual of every religion mm-hmm. and every race and culture. Yeah. Um, it doesn't discriminate. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's universal truths. And that it doesn't matter where you come at it from, because yoga is actually much bigger than the postures, right? So mm-hmm. you can come at it from a very physically intense uh, practice, but some people practice yoga through breath work others meditation, others through the yamas and yamas, which are the precepts on which to live life. So you have like people that just live in a non-harming way, let's say. Um, mm-hmm. And you have, you have karma yogis, people who do yoga through service. You have bhakti yogis, the people who are reach states of yoga through devotion, through chanting, oh, through chanting mantras, you know? So I think people have to realize that, yoga is much broader than just the pictures that you see in the magazines and, mm-hmm. and what's portrayed in the media and on ads for cars or, or yogurt <laughs> you know? and, and not to be intimidated by those images and to realize that it's just a means to an end and all the ends are the same, which is a reconnection with your spirit, a reconnection with the truth of who you are, which oh. is a divine being of light, of love, of peace and of truth. And that's mm-hmm. what, namaste points to i'm bowing to the divine in you that is the same in me and we are all these divine beings and yoga is just that system or that science that helps us get into that space of connection with ourselves beautiful so uh, thank you that was absolutely gorgeous and who wouldn't want to understand (laughs) and deepen their awareness of yoga practice after that that's really really special and it helps people understand the true meaning without it being complicated, which is I think one of your amazing <laughs> attributes is being able to express the benefits of divine living through yoga, through practice, and you can talk to anybody. I've seen you do it, so it's really, mm-hmm. really powerful to be able to use language that anybody can understand, you know? Mm-hmm. So I wanna know, you know, so here we are, you know, 
happy trees is going well everything's moving you're changed you've gone through different transformational experiences you're going through all you've gone through metamorphic uh, understanding and all I know all these things tell me about what you're doing now and where you want to go from here and what's really important to you after all these lessons learned hmm. Well, I think one thing that both you and again, Nicholas, who have been such big influences for me taught me is that it's not to be afraid of change and that mm. it's natural that one thing leads to another, that they're stepping stones. So um, just like maybe how you were describing that I didn't get so attached to acting and was open to yoga coming into my life. Well, now it's like I ran a studio for 10 years and I'm still running a studio and we, we moved. And mm -hmm. in that move, I really got a chance to reevaluate where I wanted to put my focus mm -hmm. and what I wanted to make some space in my life for was to, I felt ready now with the training that I had in my business and as a, a teacher of teachers to reach a broader audience. And so this is what I'm focused on now. It's like, making the space in my life to be able to do workshops out of town. So for example, this weekend, I'm going to Trois Rivières to offer a workshop in French, really outside of my comfort zone. Love it. Um, and, all, and the big thing that I've been working on is my own YouTube channel. And okay. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud, but all goes well. I'm going to be launching uh, next week. What's and I just recorded today with a, a Q&A video to introduce it. Awesome. Uh, what's the name of it? It's just yes. my channel now so it's like melanie richards okay <laughs> so we can talk about that together um yeah <laughs> uh, maybe it does need a name we'll 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 talk we'll chat after the interview but um no it's it's really about reaching a broader audience now and so getting more actually interesting full circle thing right that i got frozen as an actor because i was so self-conscious and so anxious and mm -hmm. now it's like coming full circle where I'm using my original university degree in television production, as well as my acting background, as well as the yoga and all the spiritual lessons that I learned to be able to have this really creative platform. And you said yourself that I'm creative and I, I realized that nothing lights me up like being creative. Oh, and you had made sure. the distinction for me that, you know, she, mm -hmm. you had said to me once in one of our sessions that I'm an entrepreneur mm -hmm. at my heart, you know, and, that an entrepreneur for me is being creative yes. and that this is like learning to shoot and edit videos and thinking of creative content. It's opened up a whole new world for me. I love so I'm it. really so excited so. to hear it. I'm so excited. Congratulations. <laughs> so please don't forget audience, please. My beautiful tribe, go check out her YouTube channel. Melanie Richards. We'll make sure that the, the, the links are all there and stuff like that. How amazing. I'm so excited. And is there other takeaways that you want people to just think of when they're thinking of, you know, starting their true purposeful life? Mm. Um, you know, even if it's just transition or transformation, like they're just in a place of anxiety or stress, or they just don't believe, or they're being told they can't. Are there, are there some nuggets of wisdom that you really want people to just put in their pocket and keep from you? Mm -hmm, for sure. Um, you know? Well, one is that your soul will not guide you in the wrong direction. So when you really are tapped in and you really um, understand when the deepest core of you is speaking to you, mm. you are allowed to trust that. You have permission to trust that mm. without necessarily knowing where it's going to lead you next. 
Um, something that you taught me in our very, very early on in our first sessions together that really stuck with me is you told me as a mantra that I had to repeat, by the way, <laughs> over and over, you are important. Mm -hmm. You are important. And so the business, if, if you're not okay, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're hiding from what needs to be done, either whether it's uh, something self-care wise or something to do with, you know, protecting your business, then it's not going to work. Right. So by putting, giving yourself importance and not just giving all your energy away and sort of, I, I have a big people pleasing issue as we know. So, you know, where I was trying to make everyone, all my clients, all my students, all my staff members happy without necessarily protecting the overall business or myself in the process. Mm -hmm. So you need to put your, yourself and your business first and mm -hmm. do what makes sense for that. Yes. I love it. Is there anything else you, you think that they would need to know, especially in relationship to like anxiousness or things like that? Because I know that's something that you're very masterful at helping people with in, uh, in different ways. And many, many of us in this day and age are experiencing stress and anxiety like a through, at a through-the-roof level just because of the way how quickly everything is paced. You know, I think yoga is going to become more and mindfulness can become more and more important because we're moving. Everything is happening at a, such a rapid pace. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I know you have some, some tips that, you really, that will really make a difference for people if you, you know, want to yeah. share some of those. Yeah, yeah I do. And just make sure I don't get too off track because there is something I want to say about that as a precursor, which is that um, I also studied Kundalini yoga and Yogi Bhajan. I always remember, I mean, I did my training in 2007 and he had predicted back in the late 60s, early 70s, he said, you know, starting in 2012 and around that time, um, the disease of the time is going to be anxiety, depression and burnout. And Absolutely. people will have information at the tip of their fingertips and the problem won't be getting information. It'll be discerning what's true yes. what's not. Um, so, then, so that type of yoga was actually designed to be able to strengthen your nervous system and raise your consciousness and awareness to be able to deal with this amount of stress, which actually our nervous system is not quite yet built for, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Generations to adapt to, to a new way of living. And I mean, the internet was invented in my lifetime. I mean, it's crazy to think. Anyway, um, so there's that. And then the, the important lesson that you taught me, the huge takeaway from me that you taught me was that anxiety is not a stop sign. It's a signpost. It's saying mm. that I'm out of alignment. I need to just listen. It's not against me. It's actually for me. It's trying to tell me something. It's saying, listen, you're off track. Like maybe it's because I haven't slept enough or I've gotten out of yoga practice. Maybe mm. it's because I've been hiding from the conversation that I know I need to have for my business or my or personal life. You know, so usually it's like you actually help me to see that my anxiety is so fine tuned that mm. it's this amazing tool that I have, which hopefully I can transcend at some point also. But yeah. for now it's helping me to know when I'm off track. Yeah, which is really, really important. And I think it's amazing. And let me ask you this question because I, you know, put you in a little bit of a vulnerability here because I know you've had anxiety. We've talked about that. You, you're sharing that with people now. And, you know, it's really important when we say uh, 
anxiety is like a helper is, you know, how do we interact with it then? Like, first of all, the, the shift is maybe this is really that signpost versus like a stop sign. And I need to look at for the sign and where, what that is, what that sign is. And when we do that, the benefits are what? So, you know, when you've done that, when you've stopped and you've done that research or that probing, that making yourself important, going inward, asking the question, listen, what am I trying to tell myself through this anxiety? Like, what are you trying to show me? You know what I mean? And then you've stopped. What happens to your anxiety once you know the answers? Tell, tell us about that. It disappears right away. Right. Amazing. And I think that that was one of the things is that in our sessions, sometimes it took a while, but you yeah. would really keep on me until I got to the actual nugget of truth of where the anxiety was coming from. Usually something I really didn't want to face. Yeah. And once you made me face it and then we're like, you know what? It's okay. This is what you can do. Right. And so like a shift from like, Oh my God, this thing is hiding in the closet. It's in the dark. I don't want to look at it. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Mm-hmm. Open the closet door. It's a putt, and you're like, okay, no, this, this is manageable. I can deal with this mess. Amazing. You know? And when, as soon as you start, whatever action it is that you need to take, it goes away. And it, usually for me, it gets replaced with a, a real sense of drive and enthusiasm and my energy shifts right away. Like anxiety is so draining for me. I'm so tired when oh, I'm anxious. Yeah. And then as soon as I know the solution, it's like I'm a whole different person. It's incredible. I get so juiced up. I'm like, it's yeah. so important. That's so yeah. important for the audience. And the thing I love is that I know you're helping tons of people with it now. So although you're, you know, thank you so much for acknowledging that I was the helper but you also now t- have taken that and you're, you're helping many, many, many people with that same problem. And even today, it's very important for people to understand when we listen and look at the signpost, right? It will yeah. dissipate immediately. Like self-trust, truth is your name. Your truth is your name. Yeah. When you, when you know your truth, okay. even if it's painful, even if it's hard, even if it makes you vulnerable, it will immediately dissipate. And that's what's very important, stress, pain, or any kind of tension that you may be experiencing around building a life that you want or the dreams that you have will immediately dissipate once you understand your truth, right? And and this is the thing that I love about yoga as well. And I honestly love, we should plug our retreats because like, don't we love doing retreats together? Is you have a space to just stop and hear safely where you're at and who you are and when you hear yeah, it often we don't take the time right yes like maybe that's why like you know and i specialize in yin yoga as well where people are sitting in a or they're just stretching in a pose a passive posture for mm-hmm. five six minutes at a time i also love teaching meditation and in that time it's like you actually have the time to hear yourself yeah yeah and to listen so yes so important yeah. So definitely I want to plug that, um, you know, people, you got to keep looking out for those YouTube videos. Mel's going to start teaching an awful lot online and you're going to be super excited. She's an absolutely incredible teacher. And I mean, an amazing, I call you a healer because that's what you're like a yoga healer to me. You just help people change. You help them understand, you help them grow, you help them feel safe, which is so important in this day and age. You, you know, you, you, make the time Mel, to understand each person differently and uniquely and by the way we're you're a goofball too i just want to bring that up <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, we're like a perfect match no, it's, 
Honestly, it's yeah. the best because I'm you guys, you guys come on the retreat with us. We have one. You gotta uh, come. Honestly. You're right? Oh, it's hysterical. Yeah. I'm, I'm like you're totally so much off fun. the edge. And you're like, okay, Lisa, look, okay, we got to pull back a bit. <laughs> we'll be off the edge. We'll be like, you got to focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Focus, focus. <laughs> so yeah, much- but, but we're good because we both like really, I think we're both hard workers and entrepreneurs in our, totally. our own rights. And um, you know, so uh, it's a good, I think it's a good example for people to come on retreats and see that we, we goof, uh, we get goofy and yes. we have a relaxed atmosphere, but we get tons of work done at the same time. hundred percent. And you know, enlightenment is really about lighten, lighten up and yep, lighten our up. enlightened retreats are very, very important. And I, they've done, I know a world of good for the people that have come that we've met that have been joined with us during those times. We have one in Morocco just saying next year and we have a couple more in the works. So keep your eyes yep. out for that for sure. Um, End of March, 2019. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah. Any, and uh, the details are up. What's that? Any final comments that you want to make? Oh, just that I love you. I love and you thank you so much for having me on your show and the show, you know, you're talking about me and how it was a no brainer. One thing led to the other. And of course I'm doing a YouTube channel for me. It's like, oh, course you have your own radio show (laughs) you're so good at it so congratulations on that and uh you've been a huge blessing in my life um I don't know where I'd be I'd hate to think about it if I hadn't met you um Mm. and that I'm really I just want people to know that I've been through what I consider to be the worst hell for myself and that uh you know I keep coming out still enthusiastic still excited about life and even more excited every time that i learn from those hardships so yes don't give up yeah and let yourself be vulnerable enough to learn isn't that huge yeah it really is and when we're vulnerable we can then become victorious over our life experiences you know because it's through that that yeah right Oh, so good. I'm so happy we had this time. And man, we have so much more we could even talk about. So, you know, look out. Mel will be on the show again for sure. And and deep conversations for sure. I really wanted to talk about how you, you know, felt your life and what you went through and your your wonderful yoga studio and all the things that you do for people to help serve them. Um, You know, and we hardly even touch the surface of how much you serve people. So I'm just so proud of who you are as a person, as a spirit. As, as my soul daughter, you know, yeah. I adore you. I'm happy we're on the show together. And um, till the next time, look out. Happytreat.com. Is that it? Happytreatyoga.com. Happy we have trainings coming up. We have uh, retreats, obviously, with Lisa too. And um, we have drop-in classes. We're at the corner of Villeneuve and Saint Laurent. You can take my classes there on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And I have some under- other wonderful teachers on my staff that I'd love you to meet uh, on the other days of the week. So um, definitely come check us out if you're in the area. Yeah, Montreal, Quebec, just in case. You didn't, you didn't hear that. In the <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Mel. Thank I love you. you. Love you too. Talk to you all soon. Bye, tribe. See you next time.